Good morning. This is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I'm Laura Hurd, and it is Wednesday, August the 29th, and I am a day late. I had promised another podcast a week from last Tuesday, and I attempted that podcast yesterday, and I had the content ready to publish, and the program that I use... um to develop these podcasts, my, my information just disappeared. So all, (laughs) everything I was talking about was just gone. So I waited until today to republish and hopefully everything that was said yesterday can be transferred over till, till today. I had written something yesterday morning and thankfully I did write write down my thoughts. So I was, I'm sharing those today. I'm able to do that because they are in front of me and I don't have to recall from memory. So that is a very good thing. (laughs) And I hope you all aren't too mad that I missed um, my, (laughs) my, what is it? My cutoff date, my, um, my usual date that I do this. So um, the, the thought that I had yesterday morning and it was fairly early because I was up with a sick kiddo, and I had written down the idea of digging deeper and our hope in Christ. And so that's what I titled this piece. And like I said, it was it was thoughts that I was writing out. It's not really something that is written out to be... Um, to be read, but I'm going, I'm just going to share with you the thoughts that I had about this because I've been encouraged the past week. I was able to actually make it to Sunday school this past Sunday, my Sunday school class, my own, my very own Sunday school class. (laughs) Can you believe it? Well, my son, he did fabulous again. He walked right into the room this past Sunday and there was only one other little boy in there at the time. And a friend, a generous and kind, loving friend, popped her head in there and asked me if I wanted to go to class with her. And I was so excited. And so I did. And I hadn't been in there in a, in a very long time. So it was very interesting. I was, wasn't as nervous as I had anticipated my first time back in such a long time, but I was thankful to be there, and I, with the the message that our Sunday school teacher was was giving, teaching on, it just, it, I mean, my brain was going 100 miles a minute, and it gave me so much to think about, about God's Word. It was, um, we were in 2 Samuel chapter 24, and that chapter, it's it's short, Go ahead and, and read it. That chapter alone, if you look at David and his mind toward Christ in that chapter, it's just, it's so encouraging. And so I had, we have a Sunday school group on Facebook and I, I posted in there about what I had been talk, chewing on, thinking about um, from from that lesson. And it's just something that I got so excited about. Big, probably because it's been so long since I've been in, in a room with so many adults and I was adulting and interacting and 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it was it was inspiring and just getting to hear from from our Sunday school teacher again who has been faithful in that position. He's been there many, many years and it's always good being back and listening to his lessons and being with our 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 family and our our church family and our friends. So so anyway, going back to the thought that I had yesterday morning, I'm going to share with you guys about digging deeper and hoping in Christ. And hopefully this is going to encourage somebody today because just thinking about it, processing all of this, it has greatly encouraged me. So bear with me and we're going to attempt to um, redo what we had already done yesterday. And hopefully these thoughts will flow together and it won't be sporadic. So the question I presented was, do all things really work together for the good of those that love him? The Bible says it does. So we take it, the Bible at God's word, right? So, but it's nice to think about it and swim in it a little bit, right? To just relax in God's word, mull over God's word, think about it and apply it to our hearts not just read God's word. We read God's word, we don't apply it. You got to spend some time there, right? So just as I said, going to Sunday school this past Sunday, that's what I was able to do. It was so nice to be able to do that. I often find that I'm so caught up in caregiving. I don't take the time I read, but am I applying? So yes, The Bible is God-breathed, it is true, and it is living, so we can trust that all things, the good, the bad, all things work together for those that love Him. There are Old Testament stories of heroism, accounts in the New Testament that inspire us to dig deeper into our faith. And I had a scripture that had come, come to mind, and of course, Hebrews chapter 11 It's known as the faith chapter, and it really is no wonder. (laughs) And the very get-go, it tells you what faith is, and and I'll, I'll just go ahead and share that with you now. But do take some time this week to, if you need some encouragement in this area, please go to to Hebrews chapter eleven. You know, it just it's it's a short chapter. Just read it, but apply it, mull over it a little bit. And see what God is trying to tell you through that scripture. So it says, here's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let me say that again. Faith, it's a substance. Faith has substance. It's not surface level. It's not something we just read and pass by and think about every now and then. This is something of substance. This is this is should go deeper. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's something that we've not obtained yet. It's, um, it's, and it's the evidence of what we do not see. So that is a mouthful, right? <clears throat> and that's just the very, that's um, chapter 11. That's just verse 1. So not only does Hebrews chapter 11, it offers Christians hope for present day circumstances. But 
in this chapter, we are encouraged as Christians to reflect on the lives of the saints that lived before the crucifixion of Christ. It, in that chapter, it talks and gives so many different accounts of, hey, look, this is what happened with these people because they had faith. I mean, so many different accounts from the Old Testament because these people had faith in Christ. They they did not see him, but they had faith because they had the ultimate hope. And it says they are the ones that although they had not received the things that had been promised to them that God had said in his word, they knew that even though their longings of this earth were not being fulfilled, they had that, again, that ultimate deeply rooted hope in Christ that gave them the strength for their days and to keep going forward. They could face each day with confidence because they believed in God's promise of the Messiah. God had given them a seed, a generation, and eventually a man that would satisfy the prophecy. And that's where their hope lied now. Our hope lies for us today. Our hope lies in Jesus Christ and what happened on the cross, right? So, looking at this this verse, what faith is, the substance of things hoped for, evidence of what we do not see. What do we what or who do we not see? We it's Jesus. And we have faith because of the historical account of his death on the cross, his burial, and of course his miraculous resurrection to heaven. And our Christian faith is in Jesus Christ, and therefore we can hope in him because he is at the right hand of the Father. He is alive, and he appoints everything. He appoints a time for the old, the new, and, and the present, what's going on right now. Everything, nothing is outside of his, his hands. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere at one time. When we are never without him as Christians because, well, not only is he omnipresent, because we have him living inside of us. He has giving the, given us the Holy Spirit. It says that when he ascended to, before he ascended to heaven, he sent us a helper. So we can name Jesus, name the name of Christ, capital H-E-L-P-E-R. He is our helper. And as you dig into your relationship with with. God, you will, he will make himself known to you in these different ways. You are going to have a personal relationship with him. If you are a born again Christian and he's going to become, you're going to know him more and more and more. He's going to reveal himself to you more and more and more as you dig deeper into his word, as you're going through life, because we are not just because we are saved and we're forgiven, that does not give us a free pass of saying we're going to have the easy life. We are called to dig deeper and to have (laughs) be a people of substance, right? Be a people of faith because our faith is in Jesus Christ. And that's what the verse says. It's faith is the substance. We have faith in Jesus Christ. So we have substance as Christians. When we dig, we have to dig deeper. Um, to have that faith. And it's hard. It's very hard. So, but he provides a way. He makes a way, right? And we love him. So we are never without him because he's given us the Holy Spirit. And 
I, I quoted another scripture here, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he that is in me than he that is living in the world. And so, again, we have the Holy Spirit, and he is, the, he is our strength. The Lord is my strength, my comfort. And so, another idea I had was sometimes I think, because I'm, I'm guilty of this, I'm afraid to walk in the Spirit. And so what, what does that mean? <clears throat> well, basically, it means that faith is scary sometimes because of our social norms and, but, and, and because of what God's Word calls us to, to be for Christ. I mean, it says to go and preach the Word and and you know we're not to live up to a standard of perfection that's not what i'm saying here it's just god's word obviously <laughs> is not the foundation for for culture for society right now this is not the standard when we are a christian um you know we can read god's word we are renewed our minds and our spirits are renewed in Christ, and we are being sanctified daily to become more like Him. We are not striving in our own flesh to to perfection. We are not trying to please God. We are doing these things because we desire to know Him more in a more intimate, personal, and our lives in return, even though we may be in turmoil, if we are doing these things, our lives in return will have more peace and joy because we, our trust grows and our roots get deeper in who God is. And that's the relationship. So, um, you know, sometimes when I'm in these situations, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do these things, but I know that He can because, again, greater is He that is living in me than he that is living in the world. God is greater, right? <laughs> he is. So, and then mornings I wake up and my arthritis is overtaking me and I can barely get up out of bed when I absolutely can not. The hope that gets me out of bed every morning draws me to a life that rests within the narrow way and when I talk about the narrow way here, I'm talking about his compassion, his mercy, his love, and his forgiveness. And that alone is enough to bring me that peace and to know that God is with me and remind me of that. And he's going to help me make it through my dark days and in the moment of darkness, no matter what it is in life. So when when things look bleak, when things look bad, that fear that it, I'm tempted with, it is squandered by the truth of knowing that everything works together for the good of those that love him. And, and these things are for his glory and the good of the kingdom. We may not understand it. We may say, what use is this? What good is this? There is no use in this. But there is, there, God has not wasted any moment in creation. And it's, you know, it's not about us, really. 
It's not. It's about Him. We need to continually try to draw our minds and our hearts and our eyes heavenly upward to remind and refresh and renew our spirit and and say this there is purpose in this there's purpose in this pain and he will eventually reveal it to us and even if it's not in this lifetime that's where that hope comes in when we're digging deeper let's go back to the main the main topic here when we're digging deeper we are hoping in God and the ultimate hope is heaven and knowing that we will be have the new minds and new bodies once we get with him and we you know we influence people in our lives that we may not even realize and because there are people in my life that probably have no clue how much they are inspiring me, influencing me because of their walk with the Lord. It, it's encouraging. And that's where the fellowship with our brothers and sisters becomes so important to um, stir one another up into good works and not working for anything for God's love, but because we love him and we love our brothers and sisters, we're called to love each other. And it's just You know, it reminds me of the old song, let the circle be unbroken. And that's really kind of, you know, if you want to paint a picture of it, that's what it is. So once we wholeheartedly decide that he is who he says he is, and we continue to grow and learn more about who he is, and he reveals himself to us personally, um, his and when we remember that the love he poured out on the cross for all of mankind, I mean, you find yourself in awe, and even just thinking about that. And one, I remember one morning, I woke up in so much pain, and I was crying and hunched over, and you know, even in that darkest place, what what good? What good is this, Lord? The flash of the love of the cross sustained me for that moment and gave me the strength to make take the next step that day and then it just you know it got better so and no matter how hard our days are we can have peace because we are covered in his care and look at first peter It's chapter 5, verse 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him. Give it to him. Give your anxieties to him, your fears, your worries, your worries, right? (laughs) And because it says he cares for you. He wants you. He wants you to come to him and give it to him. It's scary. We are so used to of managing and handling these problems, but to release that fear and anxiety and worry, we have to understand that God loves us deeply and he cares for you and he wants you to live in peace and joy. And you can. And so again, these aren't just verses to be read. It's these scriptures are to coincide with our hope and his promise and our faith. So 
Hopefully, this has encouraged someone today. And I encourage you to reflect on some of these scriptures that were mentioned, Hebrews chapter 11. You can go back and reflect on 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Or even look up if you struggle with anxiety and worrying. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. You know, read that, read the chapter, read the chapter before, read chapter five, read chapter six, whatever it is that you need to do to help you grow and grow deeper in what it is that God is, is, I mean, there's an opportunity there to cast your cares on him. You know, that opportunity is open. God's arms are open. That door's open. His hands reached out for you, sister, and you just need to grab it and let him pull you up and let him place you on that rock, that solid rock, that solid foundation where you don't have to worry and you can trust in him and who he is and who he says he is all throughout the Bible. It's it's such a sweet sentiment to think about, but it's real. And we have that. The Holy Spirit's there and he loves you and it's just amazing. Good stuff. So um, yesterday, If you follow along on Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, we were doing a giveaway of Darlene Brock's new book, Raising Great Girls. I did draw, and we did an online raffle drawing of who won. And so we picked the winner. Go check that out and congratulate Melissa on that. Um, Hopefully, she will receive that by Friday. I got that sent out to her and... So I'm I'm excited for her to read that book. That that's something that I I, I would suggest that n- not just girl moms, but because I'm boy mom and I read the book, I was able to apply so many principles in that book already, and even other ones that were already that I was already doing, it just encouraged me further to say, hey, oh, this is kind of like a confirmation. I am actually doing something right as a parent. <laughs> because Darlene has two grown grown girls. And if you check out their podcast, This Grit and Grace Life, um, on iTunes or Spotify, um, you they actually interviewed them. I believe it was last week. And they give an account of their mother and everything. So it's really good stuff. And if you want to support this podcast, Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, you can go to anchor.fm and look up Real Life Moms. I will be placing a link, as I do, on my social media accounts. You click on that. It takes you right to the website, and you can you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, but on anchor.fm is where you can support this podcast. You can support with 99 cents a month. You can do $4.99 a month, or you can do $9.99 a month. And what's that? What is that going to do? That is going to give me more opportunities to get more content to you guys, better content because I'm able to put more money back into to purchase things that I need to make this a, a better podcast, a better a better site for you all for your needs and gives me it just opens more doors and I would greatly appreciate your support there. So again, congratulate Melissa on winning um, Raising Great Girls by Darlene Brock 
And I hope you all have a great rest of the week. I apologize again for being a day late. Hopefully, not at all or short, because hopefully you were able to, I was able to give something back to you through the the inspiration and thought that I had on digging deeper and hoping in Christ. So God bless you guys, you ladies, whoever it is. And I hope again, you have a great rest of the week. Thank you.